two what's up everybody uh episode one of our brand new podcast today is sunday june 7th 2020 pqe post-quarantine era uh i think it's fair to say that everybody's kind of going back or things are reopening i think we're over quarantine now uh people out in the streets rioting with no masks on and <laughs> like not giving a shit about any type of safety guidelines. So I, I'm, I think it's safe to call it the post-quarantine era. Uh, I'm waiting to see. Waiting? Oh, when I'm that waiting. second wave hits and we get fucked up again? Yeah, I totally expect in two weeks to hear some terrible news. Yeah, I think shit's gonna shit's gonna kind of hit just, the fan. That's the motto of 2020. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah it's it's terrible fun. news. <laughs> Facts. Um, I am Kavon. I am 27 years old. I'm from Mount Vernon, New York. Um, once again, first episode of our podcast, we're just going to give you guys a quick intro, I'll let you guys know who we are. Uh, who's up next? Um, I'll go. Um, my name is Cam. Uh, my name is Kamal. Um, His name is Camelback. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, t- 27 uh, from the Bronx. That's all you need to know. Is it? I think they need to know much more. <laughs> don't find out. Mystery. Honestly, we don't, don't know out. that much more. We don't <laughs> know that much more. <laughs> Just be honest. Um, I'm, I'm Mike. I'm Michael. I am 28 years old. 28 years young mm. to some. Speak and on I, a young king. I, <laughs> I am from the Bronx of New York. No, you, you just go. say the Bronx. You know, everybody knows. Of New York. BX all day. You just got to know. That's right. Um, all right. So, yeah, the three of us uh known each other for a long time. Uh, what is oh. it? 14. Well, I've known, yeah, 14 years. Freshman year of high school. Mm. Has it really been uh, that long? It's been 14 years, yeah. Damn. I wouldn't Damn. say we were all friends right off the bat. Kamal, you and I—I've known you since literally day one of high school. But day one. Until we didn't talk until like. Junior. Well, you didn't talk to anyone, so you were this—you were the silent man of mystery. That's a fact. That is a fact. Um, it's, it's, <laughs> it's it's so funny. You and Abe were. No, Abe was way more vocal than I was. Abe, well, in my interactions, there you go. I <laughs> see. I, Abe to me was always a super quiet reserved person and then suddenly like i think yeah maybe senior year i noticed that oh abe is nah. uh i mean maybe you just had to be around him i had a couple of classes with abe abe i hope you don't mind us talking about you but uh <laughs> shout out shout out to abe come on the podcast one day we'd love to have you um so yeah i mean he was i'm pretty sure we were in like freshman year art class together and he was like cracking jokes at least like around around me so like I always thought he was a pretty like, you know, outgoing kind of guy. We would play ball together in like gym class and stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, whatever. We all play basketball, I guess, at that point. But not to say that yeah. that makes you like a shining, outspoken person. But whatever. Uh, and then yeah, Mike, like you sat in front of me freshman year, for like every class, mm-hmm. yeah. or a good amount of them, <laughs> and you would just turn around and say like wildly inappropriate things. <laughs> and, pretty much how I got through my day. Yes, absolutely. And we've been I, stuck together ever since. I so. I pretty much remember meeting I feel like I definitely met you more and got to know you more at like, you know, 
our breakfast get-togethers before yeah. homeroom. Um, it was kind of like like the Breakfast Club, actually. That's how I see it. You guys always the, had the movie. I actually went to the radio talk show first. What are you talking about? The movie Breakfast Club. Um, no, I, not really. <laughs> no, that um, <laughs> <laughs> <No. laughs> wasn't either of them. <laughs> every time you use the Breakfast Club, like, does it have to be related to the movie? No, I don't think so. I think we could have been our own Breakfast Club. Okay, so it's just like wait, uh, wait, Mike. You do know there's a radio show. Well, yeah, I know that too, but like, you know, they don't own the words to practice. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Whatever. We don't even have to get into that. Um, okay. So, yeah, just uh, general like high school experience. So, like, I think I was definitely the quiet. So, first of all, for those of you who don't know, people thought I was Kamal probably like six months into freshman year. Um, because at first. All the teachers. What? Yeah. Yeah, people thought we were the same person. It was bad all enough. Black people look alike. Yeah, bad enough. We had the same initials, right? Uh, we were in the same homeroom all four years of high school, right? And then because everyone sat alphabetically, we sat in generally the same areas in like in the class. So like, but we were in weren't we in opposite? We were both in honors, but we were in opposite honors classes. So like, yeah. they would see you and they'd be like, "Come on!" And then they would see me and be like, "Come on!" <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's the funny thing. Well, I don't think I've ever been. That's a weird thing because Kavon is like a foot taller than me. So I don't. Might as well be a foot taller than me. At, at that okay, freshman year of high school, I was probably only like four inches taller than you. Now no. I'm probably mm. a good six or seven inches taller than you. Okay, well it feels like a foot, but. I'm I'm six I, two, by the way. I I still don't know how they make how they mix us up. And I mean black, round. <laughs> I, I, guess, I guess yeah, we did have we did have fat round faces. That is true. Right. Yeah. I didn't but, still have, the, we still have fat round faces. Uh, I have a cute face. The cheek uh, oh hey, fat is not anti cute. I'm just saying the cheeks are there. <laughs> it's we're not uh, getting rid of those. Yeah. But the thing is I was cheeks. never I was never confused for you, though. I feel like it was always one no, way. No, no, that's exactly because I technically didn't exist. Like, <laughs> I was, no one knew who I was because I said nothing. I, real talk, I don't know if you guys remember this. It would be great if you did. Uh, senior year, when we were doing, like, practicing of crossing the stage for graduation, you know, the, our dean would say, the person's name they would walk across and like all the students were sitting in the audience and they yeah. would just go up whenever they called right so you know certain people would get called up like the popular kids would get called up and people would be like oh yeah whatever like make noise <laughs> i swear to you when i went up when they called my name there was an audible who <laughs> like like multiple people multiple people were just like who and then like within that week people were coming up to me like you've been here all four years and I'm like, yes, I've been here since day one, 2006, all four years. People did not know who I was at all. That wasn't only just you. There were, there were quite a few people who I was like, oh, they were in our class? I didn't realize that. Or like, they've been here I don't think there the was beginning. anyone that I, that I saw. I was like, I've never seen this person before. But right. I was like kind of just in the background observing anyway. So like, that was my goal for me. to remain unknown. <laughs> I feel like I successfully accomplish that like to a no, certain I, degree. I disagree. Because so like 
Not even, were, not even, not even the dean wanted to to get me in trouble because he knew what those circumstances would bring. I, Possible I danger a, for the entire school. Yeah, I think there was a level of fear slash exactly. respect. I don't know exactly how to word it, but uh, yeah, that definitely existed. Um, um, no, I, yeah. I wish I wish I had been more known, but I would like to say that because of you guys, I was able to, I was able to. Uh, you know, maintain some kind of semblance of normalcy within the high school. I'm glad to yeah. have, uh, we reeled you in. I think I think you would have gone mad at some point. Probably. Right. Yeah. You were going on the path. No comment on this. Okay, guys. <laughs> okay. No comment. Fair but enough. like, yeah, I was. I I like I said. I like we were saying before. I was. I swear, I was completely oblivious to most things in high school, or like no, the things. Way. The thing also, that I felt, are you eating pancakes? I do have a plate of pancakes. Oh, oh, see, you see, I knew you were gonna have pancakes. <laughs> Wait, how do you just pull those let's, out? Like, let's not like, even what? let's not even address it. I saw him moving over there, and I saw like a hint of a fork. I'm like, pancakes. We'll get into why that's relevant later. But go ahead. All how right. were you oblivious? I I just felt like everything that I should know, in, especially in regards, to, at least in regards to our class, our grade level. I wasn't aware of, I wasn't completely in the know, or I knew, I found out about things way too late. As far as like, like people, like other classmates? Um, more like just the, the gossip, the juice, everything that was going mm. on around, like last to know, like, um, I didn't, I didn't get a chance to see the, the mystery sex tape that went around the school until, um, Wait, that was an active student? I knew there was a sex tape of someone in another Catholic high school. It wasn't there on my tape? <laughs> <laughs> no. No one Google, wanted to see that. Google Mike sex tape now. <laughs> but I, you see, I don't even know. I swore it was there was a student at our school that had it had a tape. Maybe. I didn't know about that. I, I knew there was one. It was a I girl. Know. I know there was from another school and yeah, somehow got like spread throughout. That got circulated through like all the Catholic high schools. Like everybody was talking about that. But I know Uh, it's a Catholic high school in the Bronx, by the way. We're not going to disclose what that location is. Yeah. But based on that, I wasn't. (laughs) 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 But I could swear that it was, there was another, at least there was a second one then where it was with a student. Do you recall like which year it happened? No, no, no. You guys, I don't know about I, this that. is why I don't think you were oblivious because, like, it sounds like you were you were more, you know, ear to the ground than I was because all I was ever concerned with was getting booed at lunch, <laughs> <laughs> like when I got up to leave and and go to my next period. So, and also worried about getting detention in the in the library, but I don't, I don't, I think oblivious is the wrong word for you, Kamal. I don't think it's. Or Cam, sorry. I don't think that... <laughs> <laughs> you just call me cool. Do I have to change it? Do I change no, it? So no. he's, he's rebranding himself. I'm yeah, rebranding. As, as Cam. The artist formerly known as. I think Oblivious I mean, makes you sound... It makes you sound, uh, you know, like you were you were purposely turning blind eye. I think you were just in, young and innocent and free. So you were definitely... I think freshman year, you were... You, 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 to me, it felt like you were very intense and in the zone. 
Mm. Oh, I was, I was. That's never changed. I was, (laughs) I was reserved and I was like, to my one thing, I was super shy. So like, I think freshman year, it was really hard to make like, I don't think you were really shy. Well, to people I didn't know, like, I didn't really have, like, I didn't have like people I could really like substantially call friends that I hadn't already known going into the school. Like I knew I had friends from elementary middle school right. that also went to the same school. And like, those are my friends. Mm-hmm. People I got to know like freshman year in particular, they were like people who were, um, I were comfortable with or who like weren't mean or like <laughs> who I, who I felt comfortable enough that I could like sit next to them at lunch and like right. shoot a few jokes, but I wouldn't say like, couldn't call them my friends at that point. That's fair. I think that's a fair statement. Um, what I was going to say is, I, I know the reason you and I weren't friends freshman year, and probably for a good while, is because you wouldn't Why? let me copy your homework. Oh, really? <laughs> so, oh, yeah. I was... Mike, Mike alluded to this earlier, uh, like, before school really started, and we would get to school early, and we'd be in the lunchroom um, at breakfast or whatever, breakfast club. That's where the bulk of the homework copying was happening between like that breakfast time and like homeroom and Kamal and I both being in honors and Mike was in honors too, but I, I wasn't copying Mike's homework because I didn't have access to him like that early. But Kamal was like the only one, at least that I knew that was not participating in this homework, this homework yeah. sharing. I'd like to make it a positive. This is homework yeah. sharing. Okay. Good for you. Good for you. And all the guys were like down. Like it wasn't like a, a one-sided thing. It was like you did this, you did this, I swapped that, you know. It was very communal. And Kamal was like a dick about copying homework. And I was like, okay, all right, I see you. And besides the fact that people are constantly calling me Kamal, that just had its own friction right You're off like, the bat. Wait, so I, thought, I, was like, I, I thought Kamal was participating. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> I, honestly, I probably did get by on like people thinking I was you for a little bit, at least for like the first month. But no, nah, I was super. I was super focused. Like I took like scholastically, like academics, super seriously mm-hmm. in high school. And you got probably. the results that you wanted too. I mean, you were up there. Uh, you were uh, up there. You were uh, up there. Third place, second is the second loser, right? I'm just saying you were up there. If you were up there, you were up there. Come on, uh, Mike and I were not up there. Like, we were pretty good. I, 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 I never was on any stage. <laughs> so. I, mean, I, I was, like, coasting the whole time. I could have done a lot better if I actually tried. But I just did enough to, to get by. But you were, like, on it from the jump. You guys call yourself honor students. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, if they hear this now, they'll probably take my name off the, off the wall. I had a bad experience with copying homework where I thought I was trying to be a nice person to somebody in my homeroom, mm-hmm. but then their dumbass got caught by the yeah. teacher in our in our period that you know she was copying my homework for. So I never by did. the teacher. Yeah, so like she was copying That's homework for our first period, and mm-hmm. then somehow she must have she must have shown that the teacher that she was copying my work and that's no good yeah i just but um, but i was also probably like super 
concerned about because like uh the implications for college and stuff like that so mm -hmm. doing anything against the rules i was not a fan i didn't want to be a part of because i you know couldn't risk the the i mean i get that for sure that's that's definitely the right mentality to have i wasn't mm -hmm. thinking about that uh, i was <laughs> thinking about it now you know you could i could afford it to take high school a little bit absolutely absolutely I probably wouldn't have done it any different, but like, mm -hmm. it was another path that could have been taken. For sure. Yeah, me too. Yeah. But like, the obliviousness came because of this like recent drama that was seemed to like be oh yeah. rising at our at our old school, and I was just like, and like some of the things that are being discussed, I had never even thought about it or like even mm -hmm. noticed some of these things they were and everyone else is talking about it, like oh it was so obvious like yeah that was like everybody knew about it. you guys were saying it right that, like well yeah and, like there, i didn't know certain people i didn't know who half these people were i still don't know i don't know what they you give me like last names and i'm like i don't know who that is I take it back. Maybe you were oblivious. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So no, I, I think in that sense. Oh sure, wait, 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 wait! I know who one of them. The one with the the H was like had like a gray mullet. Did you say the one with the AIDS. Oh. H. Oh H. Oh, H. <laughs> uh, yeah, 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 yeah. She had like a gray mullet. Yes. Okay. Now I know. Okay. I mean, that's that's not even like shocking news though. That's just like take a look but, and you can figure out what that's but about. I didn't even know who you were talking about. So just now I just like started thinking about the, I think people. we can maybe put, do, you, do we want to put out like the context of what we're talking about? Like, uh, okay, we'll just move on. There were certain people that um, we found <laughs> out things about some of us knew like during, cause to me it was very obvious. And then there's other things like what the times that we're in now. Um, this, I think we can kind of speak on a little bit more. Um, there are people like we were mentioning uh, before, like, people being very vocal about the times and like their opinions. And just, again, we were coming from a Catholic high school where they tend to have very conservative thoughts. So now it's coming out that certain staff members had specific anti-black politics. Anti-facts. Just a lot of, news. um, delved in a lot of yeah we're just i would say insensitive and ignorant comments in my opinion like yeah as, especially, especially as an educator as an educator of young minds i think it's like pretty insensitive and ignorant um but okay so i mean let's talk about that a little bit i mean how have you guys been feeling dealing with like what's going on uh you know in this time in case anybody in the future who's hearing this doesn't know, yeah. um, there have been mass protests throughout the country. Um, if you haven't been awake for the last <laughs> right. three weeks. Under a rack. Right. <laughs> if you've been under a rock or if you live in the Midwest, there have been several protests happening <laughs> across the world. Or Alaska. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, I think like it's been pretty crazy. Uh, I think what I was reading something earlier about how like the, the, at least what people are saying is the reason for this being so big and impactful um, as far as like people getting on board and supporting the Black Lives Matter movement and being active is the fact that they literally have nothing else to do, nothing else to take their attention away from it. Um, 
do you guys like kind of see it that way or do you think it's a combination of other things or i think it's it's a i think it's a lot i think this is this is just the the combination just everything striking at the a particular at this time just like was it it's five months away from the election mm-hmm. um I think being isolated for so long has people wanting wanting good reasons to Go be active. Yeah, down in that. The summer is coming and we know that like people, especially like when we were talking before like uh when the first started getting warmer, like that first day that I think like that first day it really was nice out. People started going outside and ignored completely started ignoring um distancing like remember there was that story about how people were just like flooding to the park yeah when i mean parking. i want to i want to yes people were but from what i was seeing uh it was wealthy white new yorkers that were mostly participating in these types of things like having street festivals uh, outside of their buildings or flooding the parks like the images that came out and like a little bit of the controversy at least again from what i saw um where it was like you know cops were going out to central park and handing out uh you know gloves and masks to people sitting in clustered groups in central park and if you look at the images it's majority white people if you see the video footage of like people like having like dance parties it seemed like a dj was like playing having like some sort of block party it's like majority white people right so like not to say because there was also uh, in Brooklyn, there was someone yeah. having like a secret bar party, and those were people of color. Sure, there were people. Yeah, there was like a, there was like a secret. There was like yeah. a outside. People had like That's a, like a, a street party, uh, a block party, basically on the streets. Also, like in but the way that those events were policed were drastically different. Oh yeah, the picture of them like the the cops actually like handing the mask to the yes. people like sitting crowding around each other. And then the video that came out like the, the next day of like three black guys like in front of their building, just like standing. And then one of them like getting like physically assaulted by the officer for, for being outside, like completely different, <clears throat> you know? And like, and this, keep in mind, this was before George Floyd. Yeah. <laughs> like this was happening. But like my point, my point about it was that it's so like generally that it's getting warmer and people tend to be like, people get more like, active active, active. Mm-hmm. people get like a lot more reckless like we hear about like people like we hear the stories and like we hear the like this the expression about people wilding out in the summer yeah i mean that's um, that's that's just like a cool thing. People summer get, people get <laughs> cool summer <laughs> cheap kanye plug i'm not sure though <laughs> um i think that yeah people when when it gets hot outside people people want to go out they get a little crazy i don't know why heat the heat does that to people i don't know if there's a scientific reason for why well i mean have you guys heard that 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 old like psychology thing about how like uh, right now what i'm just gonna go ahead and say no i haven't heard oh yeah i don't know if you have but it's it's an example that people use to to not to to show like how causation works and like how people think it works whereas like so they did like a study of like how crime goes up and in correlation with crime going up, the amount of ice cream sales goes up at the same time. 
but really like and so you would think they're correlated but really it's just because more crime happens in the summer yeah i mean kids are out of school not that kids are like inherently criminals but i mean it's like there's just more opportunity for (laughs) (laughs) but like but like back to the, the idea of why this this floyd this this floyd tragedy like seemed to spark things i think it was the fact that it was like building from the the aubrey uh am i pronouncing it right ahmad yeah ahmad aubrey killing um it kind of just built up to it and i think i don't know i think it might have people it just might have been too much i don't know maybe people's Mm -hmm. like it almost like people's tolerance and like numbness to it finally like rant wore down and they yeah. finally started feeling it again like the video was so visceral mm-hmm. yeah. like what was the what was the catalyst like you know but that's the thing though i think person. i think that's the thing though people people felt like i feel like you felt like you saw that he was so helpless and like this was so like clearly wrong that there was there was nothing you can do but empathize and feel mm-hmm. outraged by it. I think it was there was the there was the video. Yeah, but also but but the thing is that there have been so many videos of people just innocent. Right. Uh, I think just a, a combination of things. People wanting to be productive and active in a meaningful way, kind of taking back control of their lives because a lot of it has been taken like away by the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And like, and there's just this, this threat that like this political, I don't know, boulder that could potentially be coming our way, coming this way for so many people. Just the way people, I think the way this this uh, crisis has been handled, and how so many like average working class people have been ignored or taking advantage of during this yeah that it's just this building of exploitation yeah and and this was just like the the final straw for many i think it'd be interesting to to to, because i mean um i might be missing on it but like before this this major wave of protests um you know obviously black Lives matter had steam um in between, but the, you know, the one that that really comes to mind that happened beforehand was was after you know Michael Brown was killed in Ferguson. Mm-hmm. Um, um, I'm I would be interested to think about like what like what that time had in similarity to this this current time, and kind of like what if there was any like similarities between the two that kind of sparked this you know this these mass protests um what i mean what i think what what strikes is as very different for me between those two times um when when mike brown died or when mike brown was killed (laughs) i had roommates that essentially took the position of like well maybe if he didn't or what was he doing before and like asking those types of questions and it, uh, you know, made me uncomfortable, like having to explain why, like, even if someone, let's say 
and I don't even know what the end result of the investigation was as far as like if he committed some crime beforehand that justified the the um like the police being called or whatever. But if he stole something from that convenience store, the punishment is not death. Like at no point has anyone been like, oh, if you steal something, you you die right away. No, no court. You don't go to court. You don't see a judge. Like, so the fact that he died, like that's the point that they were missing. It was like, you realize that like you can, if, if Mike Brown was arrested and put in jail for stealing something from a store, there's no, there's no like big Black Lives Matter thing because it's like he committed a crime and then was put in jail for the crime or whatever <clears throat> would have transpired. <clears throat> but he died and he well, was not supposed to die. Well, the thing was with that one, that's complicated because like there's like reports about him, pos- him like lunging at the, I, yeah, I don't like, I don't remember too much of the specifics of it. But the thing, but the thing was there have been so many um so many deaths like this where mm-hmm. an unarmed innocent person or non-threatening person of color was killed by the police or just even have not even have to be person of color but generally person of color being killed by the police <laughs> that there I'm sure there would have been another one like um like I think the Absolutely. Eric, the Eric Gardner one, the Eric Gardner incident was a major right. one that Gardner. So I'm so, like I'm not saying that the Black Lives Matter wouldn't have ever happened because like it was it was bound to happen. I'm yeah. saying that you know like this guy's argument, my former roommate's argument of like if he you know didn't do this or whatever, yeah. like it's totally invalid because if it was a situation where he was you know found guilty of something and like he wouldn't have died. Like the fact that he died is what made this become the story. Like, if he just went to jail, there's no story. And we would have been waiting for the next, you know, maybe Eric Garner or Tamir Rice or whatever the case may be. But, like, the fact remains, and that's what I was saying is, like, the big difference. With George Floyd, it's like, I don't think anyone, there, I've seen a little bit, I feel like they're mostly, like, trolls on the internet or on Instagram or whatever. Like, they're saying, oh, well, what happened, like, two minutes before? No one's showing the video from before. But, like, we, predominantly everyone's like, yeah, this was fucked up. He shouldn't have died like that. So and I think that's the difference. There was too much gray area, or there was a lot of gray area um, before. I yeah, I I feel like there were so many incidents though before this that were like like we've had those these incidents where people were gunned down, where the cops actually were entering their house, entered mm-hmm. the wrong house, or not even the wrong house, entering their house without yeah. justification, entering the right them, house, yeah, and gunned them down. Mm-hmm. So like I just feel like this was just like you said it was it was this up um, uprising was bound to happen. It's yeah. just that this was just the one. It just it built from the the Aubrey thing and mm-hmm. the the Taylor murder as well. Right, Breonna Taylor, and it just. I think that I think there there might be like I don't know for sure, but I think there might be evidence to say that you know the. The coronavirus pandemic basically or was a helpful circumstance for, for sure. kind of explode again yeah. um but i you know like i don't i don't really want to take away from the fact that 
you know, all of this is about egregious and uh, over the top brutal police force on, you know, people of color. But I'm just saying, like, I wonder if the, um, the pandemic, you know, kind of unfolded um, a window basically for these protests also to happen. So, and then, you know, you have a lot of people saying like, oh, you know, they're disregarding like social distancing and, and um, what's the mask use like, like, but I mean, at the same time, like you still have to remember that like, this is, this is out of desperation. This is out of, you right. know, um, we are like literally our, you know, our situation is so bad that we need to, that, you know, those things don't, those things don't matter anymore. Like we are yeah. protesting for literally for our lives. So. Um, yeah, I, and, I agree actually. Yeah. <laughs> and 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 when it comes to that about like people um, so like these protests have brought up a lot of the the inherent hypocrisy that exists in this country when it comes to um in my opinion in terms of the ideas of patriotism um mm-hmm. what it means to be an american and americans rights the, the application of your your first amendment and like this this common idea of there being two americas is no more evident in all of this uh two-faced talk and hypocrisy when it comes to the protests like people all the people bring up how there were people who were storming state houses and state capitol right. buildings overtaking them with guns um blocking traffic protesting in mass numbers right. and the people who supported this well um while a lot of the majority of these people who were protesting were uh largely white mm-hmm. from what i've seen and they were calling out for freedom talking about how the government has no place in limiting the way they behave um, and the way they act and how they live their lives. Interestingly enough, I be, I'm pretty sure you'll find a, a strong correlation between those people who are protesting that way and those who seem to find reasons to speak out against the protesting going on now for sure yeah and, and and we know this though like we know that this is a situation for the world that we live in because like you said like there's like these two different versions of america there's two different versions of the police that we see like when we see a black man an innocent black man walking sleeping jogging you know doing any mundane activity they're likely to die or it's possible it's a possibility that they will die but you can have a mass shooter who's a white Caucasian, you know, a, a Caucasian male who gets arrested with no, no injuries. He gets, what is it, Burger King? Yeah. Uh, the, you know, like, uh, yeah, the shooting in Charleston. He right. gunned down nine people and was given, like, um, they dropped, yeah, they, they dropped right. him off to eat. They like got him something food to eat before they brought him to, right. brought him to. So this, this like kind of duality of America, like, I mean, it's like, it's as American everywhere. as as American Pie, like like yeah. it's like this, yeah. that's that's been the case. So yeah. suddenly, suddenly, uh, this is not the right type of protesting. Right. Um. Even though the even though most of the 
I'm gonna say I'll say almost all the protests that have happened, starting with like in Minneapolis, mm-hmm. have been not being peaceful. They've been unarmed, right? Whereas the 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 COVID um, open up our salons, lo- lo- and... yeah, the lockout yeah. protests were a bunch of people um, open carry open carrying. Uh, tanks and armored Humvee militia. Yeah, these, these yeah. local militias. That that instinctually is like, but they don't fare for their lives at that point. Yeah, some, I wonder for why. Some, for some reason. Yeah. Um, like in regards to the, these, the the one of the most frustrating parts about this is how the the rioting and looting that have occurred along with these peaceful protests have somehow co-opted, have been co-opted to an extent what the narrative has been. I think I think that's a major disservice to this discussion. I, I find it funny that that seems to always be the case. Yeah. Um, that like when especially people of color are expressing injustice that they're that they're feeling and express um, and utilizing their full rights as Americans, mm. um, the media and particularly uh, more conservative and I'll just say racist people will change the narrative. They'll change the subject. So this so these protests have been largely peaceful, but they don't want to talk about it. They don't want to fully address it. Or even those who support it don't don't support the change behind it that needs to happen. So they'll discuss right. the rioting or looting. Or mm-hmm. they were or they the biggest mistake I think is or referring to the protest as rioting or looting. Yeah. Which is not I, the case. This is this is protests where people, optimistic people and people who are selfish and either don't care about what what the message is or who are purposely trying to undermine it are rioting and looting. And I think um, these are two separate things. These are two separate things. Oh, yeah. Yes. I mean, Mike, you go, but I want to comment on that if you had something to say, Mike. I was just going to say, you know, I think um, obviously, like, I I believe that, you know, they are two separate things. Um, and you know, you shouldn't, you should, if you're an educated person, if you're somebody who supports Black Lives Matter and, you know, the movement in general, like you, you should be able to distinguish the fact that, you know, there's people, there's peaceful protesting going on and, you know, I'm sure that there's unwelcome acts of, you know, violence and stuff like that going on. But what I think is interesting about it is like, like all of a sudden like and it and it kind of i you know i kind of agree like you know it does it have something to do with the fact that this is um this is protests for lives of black people but i mean in our in our country in and of itself we we hold dear these rights to protest um these people that are armed and you know bringing guns and stuff they hold right they hold the right to bear arms dear to themselves but the history of our country is built on nothing but violent protests. So like, I'm not sure when it became 
so like oh if you want to protest in this country like it has to be completely peaceful and and that's what people's expectations are the by and large a lot of the people that have issue or take issue i feel like with the with you know the distinction between peaceful protest now and um you know um rioting rioting and looting and stuff um are some of them are people that you know want to back the right to fly the confederate flag what was the confederacy about uh violent protest to <laughs> what yeah. the nation will violent protest to the, to the extent of literal war yeah like, yeah but just somehow that's that was totally okay that that made sense for our country's right. history and and you know we we don't really question that we don't say why wasn't it well it was a peaceful protest but you know we understand we understand their message and you know their their message has made uh has statues built to it and you know that's okay but so i just wanted I, to say like like real quick and just like we'll probably move on from it um unless kamal you have something like really pressing to say this but we've kind of been on this for a little while um I just wanted to say, like, as a person who I'm directly impacted by the looting because I work in retail, the store that I, the brand that I was, that I worked for was heavily looted uh, in New York. And, you know, it's going to be, you know, besides the fact that we've been closed uh, due to COVID, on top of that, now we have a lot of repairs and recovery to do based off of all the looting that's been happening. So, like, it literally threatens my livelihood in an indirect sense. Like, I, I wasn't directly in danger, but, like, if... If the company can't recover from this financially, which a lot of companies won't, I mean, not because of the protests and the looting, but because of COVID and being out of business for two, three months and, and all these other factors. But let's say, you know, the worst case scenario, the company might be like, hey, we can't afford to pay you anymore. We got to let you go. You know, like, so this literally impacts me. And I'll be honest, when it, when I first saw the looting happen, happening, I kind of took, I guess, like a defensive stance of like, you know, why is this happening? Like, this shouldn't be the direction that we're going in, especially for like, and, you know, like what Kamal was saying, like the media is just going to eat this up and make this what it's about. But then, you know, I've just been seeing a lot of people talk about the looting and why it's happening and just thinking about it myself and other conversations that I've had. Like these people that are looting, they're not looting because, you know, obviously it is two separate reasons, but you have to kind of take a step back and be like, you know, why is it that they're in the situation where they feel this is the opportunity where they can actually go and get these things that they would not have had access to, that they can probably make money off of because they haven't been working for the past two months. Like the people that are looting are the people that have been systemically oppressed in various different ways because of inaccess uh, in to, to jobs or, you know, uh, you know, just they, they're, they're not able to function in society the way that an upper middle class person might be able to. Like, it's not like for the most part, these people are looting because they feel like I can come up off of this. Like, this is my time to like financially get right. Like they're coming at it from a point of desperation and probably some, you know, just being an opportunist as well. But like, I, at least for me to rationalize it and like not focus on it as much, it's like these people are in a situation where they're doing this out of like a a, a financial and an economic need. The same way that these billionaires have been trying to get all these loans and, you know, cash out during the time, the, you know, based off of COVID, like they're not doing anything different. People have made the comment that these billionaires have looted the economy to a much higher degree than anyone who's stealing a pair of pants from your local favorite brand. So like, you can miss me with the looting is wrong. Like, obviously like stealing is wrong, but like, look at the, look at the reason why this is happening. 
And, you know, I think it's, it's like not even a point of conversation at that point. I'm, t I'm torn about this because, and I think for one point, I, I think a disservice has been done because like, I feel like right now there's so much, um, there's so much like passion and like the call for action and like mm -hmm. call for, for justice for just in this country to be done that there's almost this, this like absolution going on absolutism going on where conversation and like some context can't be can't be allowed mm. um i completely agree i i understand that there's like i agree that it's it's so ironic that the people are so offended seem to be so offended by the looting going on but corporate like corporate death and exploitation has been going on for decades and we just and like this capitalist system that we're in just seems to feed itself it's and right yeah it just it just um par for the course mm -hmm. and I, and as a result of that mo uh, a lot of times poor people working class people people of color tend to be the victims of this with that being said i think it's very possible like, i think you can be completely pro-black for this movement for the protests and say that the violence and the looting is wrong you could say the the, the looting of the neighborhood is wrong mm. um looting of these even these higher end stores and things like that is wrong because like you said there are people who work at these stores right. their their livelihood depends on it and it's you can like two both things can exist at the same time you right. can be victimized by the system you exist you you're living in and see this as an opportunity to advance yourself in this time just as any other uh, capitalist corporate system is has allowed for and mm -hmm. still be doing something that's violent and hurting not only your community but people similar to you in similar situations who are right. living working retail in dead end or low paid jobs and things of that nature i think these things can be had and these things can be said but people like how do i say this i saw a, a post online saying that if you mention the rioting or the looting you're not for the cause or you're you're part of the problem I think I think I think one, I think statements like that are dangerous and not I, I mean I agree I get what you're saying but real quick I just want to say there is one bit of looting that I think absolutely needs to be pointed out probably two one of them is uh the group of white dudes that walked out of Patagonia with all those surfboards fucking hilarious like those guys were just out there like for people that are calling out and the other one is the the girl that was walking out of the cheesecake factory with a full strawberry cheesecake in her hand like without a care in the world hilarious. That, <laughs> from the cheesecake factory like they looted the cheesecake factory no i know but that, that was like what they were asking like the reporter <laughs> all right yeah she was, she was like, I don't, like look at this woman walking out of the cheesecake factory I'm not sure if she paid for that or not <laughs> yeah <laughs> So like the, that's the type of looting that I think if you're going to talk about looting, absolutely should be talking about. I, I'll just put that out there because I think it's hilarious. 
but otherwise, yeah, Kamal, I, I agree with you. Like, you shouldn't make it that, like, some type of ultimatum where, like, you if you put any criticism around it, like, it's you're anti or you're against the cause or the movement. It's I, funny I, I because that. that's that's partly doing the same thing that the people were trying to, um, I guess, enlighten or bring bring this bring this attention to or doing the same thing like when you say that you're by criticizing america you're being unpatriotic or something like that it's like no you can appreciate like you can appreciate and be for a movement and still see areas where it needs to be improved and still see areas where it's imperfect and saying that this movement is strong and it's and it's powerful Mm -hmm. but you're opening it's you're in terms of you can lose the the battle of optics, which is an important part of any social movement right. by being a movement that just um, blanket condones looting and violence because um, capitalism. Right. Or because... I think another, another example of that is like the, the Biden thing that's happening right now where I think people that are 100% going to vote for Biden simply because they don't want to see Trump in office a lot of those people, especially like people of color that I've, you know, follow and, and, you know, have relationships with, they are still criticizing openly, like Biden's, you know, you know, deficiencies as a person. Um, and they're getting hate for it. And even like celebrities or, you know, like comedians that I follow on Instagram, if they make any type of criticism or negative comment towards Biden, it's, it's like- It's for Trump. Right, yeah. And- I think it's like you were saying, like two things can be correct, right? Like Biden can be the clear, correct Not choice, sure, evil, yeah. right? But he can also be kind of dumb sometimes. Like you know, both, both things are true. And that's not to say that we're not going to make the right decision or you guys aren't going to make the right decision. I can't vote currently. We don't have to get into that. Um, <laughs> not to say that, you know, people aren't going to make the right decision, but I think people should be allowed to critique whoever is, you know, whoever they're giving their vote to, especially if they're giving their vote to them, they should be allowed to, to give that critique. Yeah. And I think that's just an important point that we need to, um, that, and I get it because you, because like criticism can often, I don't know, particularly in like black led, like in like, movements led by people of color uh critiques can also can come can come from the wrong place mm-hmm. i don't know i guess it's 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 a defensive mechanism that like by criticizing it you feel like you're um what's be what else is being said is being undermined right and i don't know maybe that's just like the the way public discourse exists in this country that like complexity can exist. It has to be, people can't think in shades of gray. They only can think in black and white. So I can, so I can understand where like, if I'm trying to, if I'm, I'm all in on this, I can understand why, by you mentioning these other things that aren't, that may be true, but may be, detrimental in a like a a smaller way you see that as hurting the whole thing because people can't see can't see the protest as a generally good thing with some like small deficiencies 
They either see right. only as good or all bad. Either you're a pro-black, pro-BLM, pro um, the protests, or you're reinforcing racism and yeah, you're voting white for Trump, basically. White supremacy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I think that's something that needs to change. I don't but know. It won't. It won't. <laughs> yeah. Because I don't know. I've. I don't. I don't see how. I don't see it getting much better. But I don't know. This thing. This thing has changed a lot in terms of how I view things. Like it's still some of the same old bad habits. Mm-hmm. But like, I see a lot more. I feel like there's a lot more support for this as a whole. Like, I feel like there's a lot more support for this than, like, I was seeing two years ago. Yeah. Like, three years ago behind other really tragic, um, obvious, brutal killings mm-hmm. by the police. So. Please. Yeah. Let's, on, uh, let's, since we, let's, let's end on, you know, brutal murders and transition to something a little bit lighter. Um, I think something that I've seen people talking about also is just like uh, dating or being in relationships uh, during quarantine. I just want to get you guys' input on that a little bit because um, I think we have like a pretty good uh, mix of that those experiences. Like I'm single, so I've been going through quarantine completely solo dolo. Uh, Kamal, you have a girlfriend, but you're not a living girlfriend and then Mike, you have pretty much been like sharing a space with your girlfriend. So for you guys, what has that been like? Oh, no, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> I mean, for me, it's been great because like I personally, like I, I know that I would probably go crazy being alone mm-hmm. and or not like being alone, but it's nice oh, to have. You're right. Space. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's nice. It's nice to have somebody to, to go through this situation with because you know it's it's not one of learned experience yet so yeah um it's kind of been it's kind of been uh really really helpful to have a significant other um i mean that has nothing to do with um the what you you were originally saying like interracial relationships um no my girlfriend is white but we can talk about that too yeah, no, I just I just wanted to put that out there. Um, but yeah, my my essential my essential take has been has been that it's been um, nice, and I know I know other people out there have seen like kind of broken quarantine and social distancing in order to be with significant others and stuff. Um, I think at some point, you know, I think they uh, I I feel for them and I understand like why certain people are doing it. I think in the beginning. Um, I was I was more on the fence and um I know like at one point we went to see my girlfriend's family and I was kind of upset about it just because um you know I felt like I felt like it was not an essential trip and you know it was in a in a high um case area and so you know I just didn't think that was necessary but um as I go through this more and more I see what it what it could be like for people that you know might not have had anybody from the beginning. Right. To I, uh, I want to circle back with. real quick 
to yeah. why Mike to why Mike uh, clarified that his girlfriend was white. <laughs> I I had previously mentioned talking about like interracial dating because we also have like a pretty uh, mixed uh, mixed experiences with with dating uh, outside of our races. And I did want to talk about that too, but I just wanted to like kind of segue into first just how how quarantine has been for you. Um, so that's why he clarified that his girlfriend was white. It wasn't to stress that he is not interested in other races. <laughs> Because <laughs> that's just how I, it sounded to me. I was, like, I was like, I didn't mention race yet. She is actually white. So <laughs> yeah. she's, she's white with a capital H. Okay. Okay. <laughs> she's white. <laughs> like so, like white brethren, you can be okay. I I have. Yes. Kamal, what's up? What, what do you do? Um, have you broken quarantine? No, I haven't. Which has been it's been really hard. Okay. I'm surprised. Um, Actually, I shouldn't be surprised because you're like super <laughs> militaristic almost. I'm militaristic? I wouldn't go that far. I, just... I, militaristic's not the word I want, but like structured maybe? I don't know. Oh, man. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I'm like that structured. Or just, um, I don't know. It's been, it's been a challenge because, yeah, I don't um, – live i haven't seen seen my girlfriend in person since what was it i think it was like the beginning of march oh my god little march mm-hmm. yeah so um for me it's been more it's been like it's been like a t- like a test of like self con- control and like discipline but it's it's just it's just out of protection like not even more for, not even for myself necessarily but more for right. for her like she has family and stuff like that and like I don't know also out of like fear I don't know what I would because I don't know what I would do if like we were visiting frequently or, or visiting and god forbid like one of you had it got you know cross contaminated this way yeah and like and then like they got seriously sick or they spread it to a, or one of us spread it to the other's family or family member or something like that like i would be um, is that grounds for breaking up is it grounds for breaking up <laughs> yeah um, let's say um, let's COVID. say you broke you broke quarantine gave your girlfriend covid she breaks up with you because she got sick. Like, would you be like, you know what? I get it. Or would I feel you be like someone um, break up with you. I, I feel like, I feel like if all the like the cards are on the table, uh-huh. then I feel like it would be unfair. Like, I feel like if like it's known that you're going to visit them, they know that like either like you were sick in the past or you are still recovering from it or like you hadn't been tested neither one of you has been tested but neither one of you is showing symptoms symptoms so like both of you are fair game like it could be coming from either one i mean like i feel like if they know in advance that you're visiting and they like they're comfortable with it i feel like Mm -hmm. that would be unfair to to end the relationship over in that sense because you know the risk that's being taken right i think like like, if you're if you're not if you don't like it's you know just like with like herpes or whatever like if you if you know that you've been around people that had it 
and and you don't disclose that information, but you like say, hey, let's hang out. I think then that's like, okay, why would you put my life directly in danger and not tell me? Um, yeah. But I'm just thinking, like, what if somebody died? Like, <laughs> well, that's the thing, though. That's what I don't know. Herpes is a bad comparison because you can't. Right. He's not gonna die from it. All right, but, hey, like, do you want to kick it up a notch? Okay, yeah. Then, but that's more. Yeah, that's. I think that's a way fairer you example want. because COVID is like a life-threatening, yeah, potential illness. I don't know. I've seen that doctors recommend that you wear a mask when you have sex with your partner. You have know? you seen that really? Uh huh. <laughs> mm. Yep. Which I ain't gonna do that. <laughs> but <laughs> how do you how do you do the deed to wear a mask? Um, I was I was I was gonna make the joke that Mike seems like the type of person to wear masks in the bedroom just to like just yeah. to things up. You see to tell me. I would do that on the regular. On Wait, I had these masks in my closet before this happened. Right. <laughs> yeah. like, not- let me tell you, they are not they are not you know N95s. They are leather. <laughs> <laughs> Mike's like, welcome to the party. <laughs> <laughs> you, you ain't getting in unless you have COVID. <laughs> We're talking risky stuff here. <laughs> the higher the risk, the that's more into it you are. The better it's it not, is. It's not. That's not good. Yeah, that's people not. Are literate, people are dying. Um, <laughs> but actually, that will. That is a good thing to bring up, though. It's interesting. I don't know what's like. Because, like, obviously, I like I said, I haven't seen her since before this started so i don't know like what it'll mean in terms of being physical post it right could you make it through covid together well i think we could have made it through covid together yeah like is, is that this, what you're asking me yeah uh, are you gonna you know because you haven't seen each other so you're gonna is this gonna is this gonna be the make or break no is it, wait, is this going to be the make and break? No, it's not going to. Like, not, not, because we were talking about, you know, giving the the partner COVID, but I mean, like, the fact that you've been apart since the beginning of March. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's. But I'm like, sure they've been in contact. Yeah. yeah a lot. It's not like. Far, so I guess, yeah. I, I mean, I'm trying to start some drama. Sorry. <laughs> no, no, it's, it's, it's more like it won't, like, it's not something that will, like, break us up. It's just something that's, like, a challenge just to deal with. I think just like the like the t- like we're talking about the time period we're in is just super stressful and like being apart and like not having that um, intimacy. Yeah, just well, and yeah, the intimacy of just being um, just accessible to each other. I guess around each other, like person to person just adds makes that more one more stressful thing just because like you can't like confide in each other the same ways and then like obviously yes like sex is not happening you're not clapping cheeks no. <laughs> there's no no cheeks being clapped there in this moment i mean it might be a, that might be like a spiritual journey for you, you know like maybe you'll, <laughs> you'll grow from it i don't know i mean i guess it's it's a practice well, i don't know i've like i've done like long distance before so that's not that's true that i've always hated that so i I, I think i once went 22 years (laughs) (laughs) i i did yeah yeah was it 22 
21. Yeah, I went 21 years old having sex. Something like that. 21, 22. I think it's 22. Um, now you're a deviant. <laughs> right, basically. Now, now I'm the weirdo. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think, uh, you know, rolling off of that, me being also just like for context, like I've, I've been single for a while. So it's not like I went into this any different than how I have been living for the past four years. Yeah. Um, so like, I, I've been fine. Like I'm used to being by myself and I don't really have a problem with being alone. Like there are definitely days where it's like, I'm bouncing off the walls. Like I've had like a good two panic attacks <laughs> being home alone and just like, go, like just driving myself crazy to a point and for like external like things that are happening. But like those things would have happened quarantine or not. So like it, it wasn't a big, um, a big thing for me. I generally don't go out that much. I'm not like a social butterfly in any, in any way, shape or form. So like, Oh man. Yeah. I've been chilling and you know, I've been, I've been lucky. Like I've been getting paid, uh, even though I don't have to physically go into work. So, you know, it's, it's, it hasn't been a struggle for me. Like I, I'm sure there are people who were not getting paid and, and were having a lot harder time than I was and whether they were alone or not. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think probably would have been nice to have a little company. I, I would have taken it. I definitely wasn't going to deny it if it was an option. Um, but like, I think, you know, pretty chill. I was, I was cool with it besides those rough spots. We are like at like an hour mark, maybe just a little bit over. Um, you guys have anything you want to just like throw out or talk about anything that was on your mind? Um, do we want to like dive, continue, like actually talk about the, the interracial part of things? Or yeah, oh yeah, we mentioned we it. Wanna, so we can... Or do we want to just... I mean, if you guys, yeah, let's, let, we brought it up, so let's, let's talk about it. And then, like, maybe after that, we'll, like, kind of wrap up and, you know, we'll go like that. Yeah. Come on, you want to start? What's your experience? Also, just, like, the question was just, like, given the context of, uh, you know, all the social unrest and, you know, kind of the tension between Black people and the rest of the world and all these other things, uh, I had asked these guys, like, We've all dated outside of our race. Um, and if you had ever come up where, come up into a situation where the person you're dating has had like kind of like questionable comments or anything that was a little bit out there. So you guys go ahead. Um, <laughs> uh, I just saw uh, dated a lot of uh, snow bunnies. So I, I feel like he's got to have some stories. I haven't, wait, first thing, it hasn't been a lot. It's been You've dated more snow bunnies than a couple. <laughs> You've okay. dated a couple. What do you a mean couple. by snow bunnies? White women. Uh, white women? Why? <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to make sure I understood. Yeah. No, we mean piles of drugs. That's what we mean by snow bunnies. <laughs> but no. Um as I just find it it's funny to like think about it because I'm just like thinking like how it would have been like having conversations in this climate with like exes. Mm -hmm. Do you have one in mind? You don't obviously have to say their name. I'm just, I'm just wondering. Yeah. Cause I'm gonna, I'm gonna guess later off camera who it is. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> um, it just, it's just interesting because she had, she, 
I guess I would consider her family. <laughs> not con- I would not exactly conservative. Uh-huh. But oh my lord. What? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> like, not exactly conservative. Not I don't know. I, I'm I, can't, I can't think of the, the right word for it. I just think this this time would have been very interesting hearing their opinions because there have been moments during like conversations and interactions where um our perspectives have been different. Well, you guys, not a bad thing. Do you guys ever like, did it ever get like, like a real argument about it? Or was it just like, oh, I'm acknowledging that you think differently about. There was, there was one discussion. Well, there was an argument that kind of, kind of stuck in my head, like during the, the rest of our relationship in terms of, um family and their their feelings on race and their mm-hmm. their commentary on race did it, it, did it relate to you in particular yeah it was directed toward me okay um i just i'm just curious i i'm not i'm not sure how much she had considered like she was aware that she was dating some like a black man you think she didn't know? What I say, I'm. She, what like, you're I saying is she didn't. She doesn't see color. No, I'm. <laughs> I'm saying. I'm saying she didn't take. Um, she didn't take in consideration when these kind of discussions were happening. And like she was dating black man, okay. Or certain comments were being made. She was asked, like in front of you. Yeah. So like you met her family, and it was just like. Does anyone realize there's a black person sitting here? A black no. man sitting here. It's it's just like I said. I'm be, I'm being super vague, and it's kind of making it <laughs> yes. like un, unclear. But like there are there have definitely been moments where moments where I've realized that like we're different. Okay. On the Fair basis enough. of race, or I was reminded that we were different on the basis of race. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. What about you, Mike? Um, I mean, my experience has been pretty limited dating outside of my race, but um, one, you know, one specific girlfriend of the past comes to mind. Um, I don't feel like, you know, I don't really feel like the differences were like super palpable necessarily. I think, I think it, it kind of, it definitely affected like our ability like to stay together long term, which I guess is a pretty big challenge. Um, but it, but you know the the reasons like for us not being together today definitely weren't really like reflecting the difference in race necessarily. Um, but I, you know, we were. I was. I was always trying to. I always tried to remain. Um, you know, cognizant of the fact that we, we were different um, and that, you know, she had a different background, different lifestyle than I did. Um, I don't think we ever really talked about it like too much in detail. We definitely had conversations and stuff, but 
I mean, from what I remember it, it was really more, our differences were really more about like learning about each other kind of, um, you know, I know like when I was dating her, for example, like I really was kind of there for her and, and um, got to experience like the, the, the really like challenging um, experience that, you know, some black women go through with um, growing out like natural hair. Um, and I know like, just like I experienced that firsthand with her. Um, so that was, that was just something that like we talked about and kind of like, I kind of just got to really experience. Um, but I know that, you know, I think about it today, like, um, her, her family probably not that they wouldn't have accepted me necessarily, but like, I was definitely not what they had planned for their daughter in terms of like getting married and stuff. And, and just knowing like who she married today, um, a black man, um, it was <laughs> not to say that like she couldn't not have gotten married. Michael. All right. what? Yeah, it's not no, a competition. It's not a competition. I'm just saying that uh, it might it, it might not have been really difficult if we had still been together. Like, for did you ever time. get white boy hate? Did I ever get white boy hate? No. Like anyone is like, what's this white boy doing with this fine black queen over here? No, no. And I, you know, I, I spent a good amount of time with her in, um, in like a major city. So, I mean, I, you know, I, I never really experienced that. Maybe it was just because I didn't really like, I wasn't in certain situations like that, but where that could have been a, a, a comment or something, but, um, no, I mean, I met like, like, like an older family member and they, you know, they were, they were really nice to me and stuff. Um, it was also during college, so I don't know if anybody like always takes those relationships serious. Yeah. yeah, so that's fair. Um, but yeah, I mean, I feel like at some points I've I felt I felt a little out of place or awkward just because I knew I knew that you know people were probably looking at us saying like white guy, black woman, and um, but I tried to I was I tried not to. I tried not to like bring attention to myself in that way. Did you feel like she, um, like, did you think that, do you ever felt like she was aware of it and like kind of were trying to push that point or like she ever wanted you to like be aware of it? Like did, did she make it known to you that like the dynamic that you guys have? Like in terms of things she might have said. Yeah, not that I remember really. I mean, maybe I've just maybe. maybe I think it's like a good and a bad thing, though. I feel like you know you should be able to operate in a world where, like, ideal situation. Like, you should be able to date whoever you want and not have to discuss. Hey, I'm black. This is my experience. You're this other thing. That's your experience. We have to discuss the finer points and details of how the conflict. Yeah. You know, like, like in an ideal world, you wouldn't have to talk about those things. So, like, I kind of think it's nice that you were able to not do that. But then, like, I feel like in the in the world that we live in, and like just the way that things can go wrong, you know, like I just feel a lot of times you have to have those conversations. And I think for me, I never, we, we never spoke about it in the terms of like, how does our difference in race affect us moving forward? But 
I, I, it was always present to me, not because of her or her beliefs or anything like that, but because of more family related things where mm-hmm. I was like, okay, I know, and especially because this is a person that I knew well before dating them, it was kind of like, well, I already know what your family's about. So I already have this feeling that I probably don't fit into, like, like what Mike was saying, like the ideal equation. Um, not to say that this person wouldn't have like fought for our relationship and like for us to stay together, but I, I was always aware of the fact that I wasn't the ideal candidate as far as like their family was concerned. Um, and that was definitely something that, cause it, just the way that I think I'm always thinking like five, 10 years down the road, like how do I see this ending or how do I see this developing, which is kind of a fault, but whatever. And I think it's just something I was definitely aware of. And I didn't, I don't want to say like, we didn't break up because of that. Um, but it was definitely something that was, was in my mind. Um, and something that I wouldn't say we ever struggled with it. But I think if the relationship had played out longer, it would have definitely been a conversation um, because I had feelings about it from the jump. In terms of the reaction, the interaction between you and like the family dynamic and how that would have yeah. manifested going forward. Yeah. And, and again, not to say that the person I was dating wouldn't have been supportive and like, you know, supported me throughout that process. But like, do I want to enter into that type of environment where I'm like trying to prove myself as worthy and like, you know, that it's just an obstacle. Not against not saying that I wouldn't have. Uh, you know, if things were going great and uh, I really was 100% wanted to commit and everything like that, I probably would have been like, hey, like me and you are in it, like fuck everybody else. But, you know, we, you know, we didn't get to that point. So I guess. Yeah. You know. I was going to say like, like um, just thinking about my own situation, like I feel like I was still too young to even bring my relationship to a point where I, you know, like those things would have, would have come along and, and talk about race would have even like been a point of either contention or a conversation that we had or whatever. Um, I just, I just remember it as being too young to even like hold down a relationship, <laughs> like mm-hmm. in a mature way. So um, I think, I think I would probably look, look at it differently through my my 28 year old eyes right. as compared to my, you know, whatever I was then a wee lad. <laughs> Very true. <laughs> um, oh, just to, oh, just to clarify something. I don't want it to seem like my ex was racist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I definitely don't want it to seem like, honestly, race, honestly, race wasn't really, much of a factor in our relationship like it wasn't something that ask can i ask a question yeah did she marry a white man after you or date a white man after you i don't remember if it's who i'm thinking about i feel like but i don't i don't remember either but i don't if it's i'm not sure who you're thinking of but the one that i met i don't know who that person i don't know who she ended up with Okay, don't worry about I don't, it. I think, I think she did because I, I remember us having a conversation about it and I was just thinking like, 
and it's kind of similar. I don't know if it's the same situation for Mike, but like I was just thinking about like, all right, you date someone outside of your race, and then do you, you have go like straight a, opposite. <laughs> like, like, is, there, is there a black lash or a white lash, and you just go right back to you know? I don't. What, what would be really would be really fucked up is if they like went dated like like say my ex girlfriend went and broke up with me and then dated another white guy. <laughs> well, yeah, no, that's, exactly like then you. you know it's you. <laughs> well then wait wait it was always you. I mean it's, it's, if anything it's better that it was uh, I don't know, is it better if it was because of like your personality and their interaction with you over like the race of you? Is that better <laughs> or worse? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> But like, just to, so it wasn't that she was racist. Like I said, we, we, it wasn't really discussed because it, I don't think it was ever a factor, but like when it came to our family, there was like, like there was this, that one incident that kind of reminded me of it. And like, I kind of started to like, look for those maybe cultural differences between mm -hmm if even not just me and her but maybe us and between me and her family right and that's just something that stuck with me throughout the the rest of our our time cool yeah. um all right so i guess let's just wrap it up real quick because we're approaching like kind of an hour 15 ish here maybe an hour 20 i don't know um you guys want to i guess kind of sign off anything that you're any final thoughts anything you got going on I can start. I'll start. All right. All right. Um, I just want to kind of say uh, for any potential viewers, uh, you know, definitely thank you guys for listening, watching, however you're listening or enjoying our podcast. Um, this is something that we're going to try to uh, keep doing on a regular basis. So keep a lookout for that. Um, we'll have all the social media stuff. Uh, YouTube, SoundCloud will be, you know, wherever you can get podcasts. Um, and again, we're just trying to have fun with this, trying to keep it loose and uh, talk about things that we think are interesting. <laughs> yeah, nice shoulder work. Um, another thing um, for, I'm uh, not exactly sure when this is gonna come out, but you know, it'll probably still be happening for anyone that's watching as a protester or anyone that's out there being vocal um, you know, in this time. I, I appreciate all, all of these people. I, you know, let's not forget about the essential workers either. Shout out to them. Shout out to all the protesters, all the people doing the right things out there, all the people being safe um, in all senses of the word. Um, so, you know, just uh, positive vibes going out to everybody. Thanks for listening. Um, yeah, episode one down. Yeah, I just got to, I'm going to echo that too. Shout out Black Lives Matter, um, Central Workers. Thank you so much for everything you do. And uh, thanks for listening. Uh, I'll throw it that. <laughs> All right, guys. Way to, way, to, way to keep it original. Thank you. <laughs> All right, so um, yeah, this will try to we'll try to get this out to you guys as soon as possible, and uh, keep an eye out for the next episode. Um, we'll get back into our regular antics. Thanks for watching. I don't know what that was. <laughs> I tried to do like a closed out thing. Okay, we'll we'll fix that. We'll fix that. <laughs> yeah, please. <laughs> um, all right, cool. See you guys. Bye, guys. Bye. Peace. Uh, we weren't supposed to actually leave, Mike. <laughs> Tell Mike to come back. Wait, you gonna stop the recording? Um, I guess I could.